Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am returning again this week with Kevin Carton. If you listened to last week's episode, if you caught that, you will know that we discussed the art of living your soul's purpose. And this week, we are going to look at the science of living your soul's purpose. So this is going to be perhaps a little more grounded and pragmatic for those of you who love that aspect of things. Before we swing into that, though, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better. Uh, get your pen, get your piece of paper. You'll need that today anyway. If you listen to this show at all, you know you need that. Uh, and write down this URL, superpowerquiz.us. And that is where you go to get the answer to what is your number one spiritual superpower. And I created this because so many of us were, were like fish swimming in water, you know, and another fish comes along and goes, how's the water today? And you're like, what are you talking about? This just is the environment that I'm in. Well, the superpower quiz is designed to show you the water that you're swimming in to reveal to you the way that you are uniquely gifted and wired uh, to provide your, your service, your purpose in this world. So that's at superpowerquiz.us. And with that out of the way, I will reintroduce Kevin for those of you who missed last week. Kevin Carton specializes in empowering people to discover and live their soul's purpose. He began his journey when he took a leap of faith to leave pharmacy school to pursue his true purpose. In less than a year, he landed a job as a content developer for the premier training center for transformational life coaching, establishing himself as a budding expert in the personal development industry. Now, with over a decade of experience, Kevin is a speaker, teacher, and certified transformational life coach himself. He shares weekly insight, inspiration, and motivation alongside his brother and co-host, Chris Carton, on their podcast, Science and Spirituality, which has over 1 million downloads and listeners in 113 countries around the world. As a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach, Kevin has helped hundreds of people break through limitations and trust themselves more deeply so they can make their unique impact of expanding consciousness in the world. I'm so excited to have you back with me this week, Kevin. I'm thrilled to be here again as well, Sophia. Thank you. So kind of to pick up the threads of what we were discussing last week and get us all back into that same mindset. Uh, tell me, what does life purpose mean to you? What is life purpose? What is soul purpose? Can you use those interchangeably? Yeah, you can. I think words are subjective to our own experience. Purpose, I think, is the main key of what um, we're speaking about here, but you can call it a life purpose. You can call it a soul purpose. I prefer to call it soul purpose because I believe that that's actually more of what we're here to do. It's not just what's what we're doing in our life, but it's what our soul has incarnated into this human experience for. So purpose to me is just our, our intention, like what we're here to do, what we're here to be, what kind of impact we're here to make. And that often I find comes through the work that we have feel called to do and the impact that we want to make in other people's lives or in the environment and how the world works. But it, it could also be in personal relationships, like having a purpose to have a family and, and create this beautiful dynamic in what you're doing in your, your family life. So that supports the next generation. So, or purpose in having great health. Like there's many different ways we can, we can look at purpose, but foundation is it's our intention. It's why we're here, what we're here to do. That's beautiful. What if you were like me as a little girl and you hated that question? What are you going to do when you grow up? And uh, you're <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't feel called any particular direction. How do you start sorting through and figuring out where you're called to if you're in this space of like not knowing, not being sure? Yeah. I think curiosity is the main key. Uh, the word I'll use is to be curious. Because I, I think that we many, if not all of us, have been ask that kind of question, especially, especially when we're younger, oh, God. Um, what do you want to be when you grow <laughs> up? Like it's, it's kind of daunting. Cause I think the question 
it's asked in a way where like you need an answer, like the thing. Whereas, yeah, the answer that will be immutable right. the rest of your life, right? Exactly, which it's not the case. Heck, even purpose in general, like our soul's purpose, I believe it does evolve. So like we don't have one answer. I think it can change and morph over time as we get to know ourselves more and more. So curiosity, like if we feel like we have to get a certain answer or know a certain thing, it's not the truth. The truth is that our purpose does evolve as we evolve and awaken more to who we really are. Yeah. And so it doesn't, be, it doesn't have to be a specific answer. Although the curiosity then starts to open doors of, oh, oh like I do feel called to that, or I feel like that gives me life or there's joy there. So maybe it's got something to do with that. Maybe not, but like, yeah. it's not a definite thing, but you can stay uh, more fluid with yeah. the process that is moving you toward the direction like a river that is ever wanting the ocean. It's always mm -hmm. wanting to get to the ocean, but there are rocks, there are detours, there are things that quote unquote, get in the way. It's not the, the actual path. It might have to revert, go around it, but it's, it's always, it's a goal is always the ocean. And, and it's so always heading there, even with every zig and every zag. And I love curiosity as, as kind of the, the North star of this process. But I do have a question around curiosity because I'm one of these infinitely curious people and there's Ooh, nothing yeah. I love more than like a new thing I haven't been exposed to before and I'm always happy to go down that rabbit hole. Mm. Where's the line between following your North Star curiosity and bright shiny object syndrome? Oh, such a great question. I think it's unique to each and every one of us, but it's a feeling. I think it's a feeling is that that's where the line is, is if you feel like you're just quote unquote, wasting your time. Cause I don't think there's any waste in time. Although there's a movement again, like the river, there's a, a clear direction. It has its goal, but it can be curious and go off in different directions, right? Like that's how it finds the path of least of resistance so that it can amass more of itself to actually reach the ocean. But I think it's a feeling just as if you ask yourself the question and anyone listening, you can play this with yourself, this game is how do you know and a good idea from a bad idea? Oh, I like that. How do you know a good idea from a bad idea, Kevin? Well, no, I, was, I wanted you, I would love to hear your answer. What would you say, Sophia? Uh, and, and anyone listening, I'd invite you listening just to have your own answer. Like, what do you think it is? What is the answer for you? There are a few indications to me. I'm one of these people who has always been challenged by the decision. I'm like, can I change my mind later? Am I married mm. to this? Um, and so this question has been a challenging one for me as I've moved through my life. Um, and one of the tools that I used early on was like the pro and con yeah, columns. Yeah, if I do this, all this good stuff happens. If I right. do this, all this other stuff happens, some good, some bad, right? right. And I discovered that I could put that list together and I could like weight the categories and do all this kind of stuff. I did this when we purchased our first house, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's most important to us that it has X many bedrooms. It's not so important to us that it has a pool in the backyard, these kinds of things. Yep. Um, because I'm terrible at making decisions and I always want to second guess it. So I used that process. And one of the things that I discovered going through that process was I could get to the bottom of those columns of the different choices. And it was always a sign that I was off track. If I looked at the one that quote unquote one that had all the right numbers and I wasn't happy with the choice. I was dissatisfied with the choice. If there was something about this other one over here that came in like second or third yep. that I was really in love with. And so there was always like a, a certain indefinable thing mm -hmm. that would make itself known if I was missing important decision point, right? <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. And that's a beautiful answer. It, it's your own answer to what I would say is the way we know good idea from a bad idea. It's the feeling. Yeah. And so your feeling clearly is like, well, it could be all pros or mostly pros, but if it doesn't make you happy, doesn't feel right to you, then it's not the best idea. And so yeah. if I'm disappointed that it was this one, then exactly. clearly I was missing something that was critical to that decision. Yeah, exactly. And so to come full circle with that, then to your question about how do you know if 
that curiosity is leading you down the right track, or if it's a shiny object, the feeling. But the thing is, I think that we've, I don't think it's you and I, or maybe even someone listening that uh, this is not our normal, or at least we're endeavoring for this. But I think most of us have been trained to not tune into the feeling and listen to that feeling. We've been trained to look at mostly the pros and cons, or yeah. is this right or wrong? And then we get so up in our head that we forget that our feelings are actually really powerful guidance. Yeah. And so it's, well, I had I had to completely botch that a couple of times before I started to really respect that feeling of, mm. well, if I'm disappointed that this is the choice, there's obviously something else that needed to factor in. Exactly. <laughs> As opposed to just going with the choice because, well, the, the numbers at the bottom of the decision tree right. said this is the one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Super simple, but it's the the courage to follow that because the mind might fight against it. It's like, oh, oh no, I should, God. I should go down that, that track. The yeah, object, exactly. But... How do I explain to my friends and family that I didn't go with the job that paid a hundred thousand dollars? I went with the seventy five thousand dollar job because it just felt better. How exactly. do I explain that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's how we follow purpose. It's the feeling. The feeling. Now, if you've been trained out of feeling your feelings or trained into ignoring your feelings, which is frequently hand in hand with ignoring your body, another mm. thing we're trained to do, especially if we've been in sports, yep. <laughs> um, how do we start to, to recover that ability? It's mm. a really good question. The first thing that pops in my mind for me, and this is a, it's not fun to go through, but there has to be a willingness to face the pain mm. because if we've been ignoring or shutting down our body's intuition, there's most likely some residual level of energy there that is not fun to look at or to feel. Yeah. Built, built up repressed emotion and that sort of thing, which is yes. a scary road to go down. Exactly. And so uh, that's why I start with the willingness. How, how do you counter that? Because a lot of us have been raised to, well, you've got to do it yourself. And if you don't do it yourself, you don't get quote unquote credit for it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you're actually speaking to the, the paradigm that most people have, but like the opposite of that is having support, having camaraderie, whether that's a community, friends that are supporting you or a coach, a therapist, mentor, someone to help you through that makes it so much easier because they can support and lightening that load, if you will. Just yeah. hearing someone understanding you or hold space to allow yourself to feel that and process that, like it's, uh, it's such a gift. So how, how do you choose the right person to do that? Because the, I, I know of, and in fact, I've had some relationships like that where I, I took someone into my confidence and then they turned mm. out not to be trustworthy. Sure. I've, uh, I've taken a kind of a framework that I learned from my mentor, which I didn't know this when I first chose her as my mentor nine years ago now as the recording <laughs> of this, but um, in within like the first year, she did share this framework, which is super helpful. And I realized like, oh, that's actually how I made the decision for this, which in a way, I guess I can say I got lucky or just followed the feeling the most, but the, uh, this, and I'll see if I can get all three, but she usually does share three points of like what to look for. So first and foremost, that the person that you're going to want to receive support from, especially if it is that in that coach mentor kind of relationship that they have the results that you may want, that yes. they've proven in their own life, that they've walked that journey. They know the roadblocks, like they've been there. Second, that they care about you, that mm -hmm. they actually deeply care about you. And that, that I think comes back to the feeling of knowing yeah. it's like, do I feel like they actually really care about me or are they just doing this for like a paycheck or money or business? And like, right. maybe they're half caring, half not like deeply caring. And then the third, I believe is having actually a system because someone can have like walked a path and have certain results, but not actually know what they did. Like they, oh, they were Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Yeah. So, so having like a laid out, like maybe not like a whole structure and like every single step along the way, but at least some modality or some way method that they've developed that it's like, yes, I believe this works. It's worked for others. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I love that you say, you know, that you do things sometimes on instinct without even understanding that you have that system. That was a huge aha point for me when I was in corporate. I was the troubleshooter in the data center and I would mm. ringlead all these calls. And it got to the point that I would be on like three crisis calls at the same time, which is insanity. 
don't don't ever do that. Um, but my boss sat me down one day and said, "You need to, you need to lay out your process so we can have other people do this same thing that you're doing." And I'm like, "I don't mm. have a process." He's like, "Yes, you do. You, I want you to sit down and think about it. I want you to observe yourself as you go through these calls." And sure enough, I did have a process. It, and it, it went something to the effect of, have we changed anything about the system lately? Right. What did we change? <laughs> when did that change happen? You know, um, and it would go, I would go through these different areas that these problems could spring up from. And that allowed us to more quickly identify what the problem was and get things back online. That's Turned awesome. out I did have a process. I just <laughs> consciously did not understand that I had a process. Right. And once I was able to enunciate that, then I can share that process with other people. Exactly. I love this. We are already at the end of our first segment. Oh my gosh. Time flies when you're having <laughs> I fun. I know, I know. If you're out there with us today, and you are if you're hearing my voice, uh, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. And what I would like for you to do, that's a good question. What do we, what do we like them to do today, Kevin, over May the break? I? Yeah, absolutely. Assign some homework. Yes. So, I mean, if you listen to the last episode that we recorded last week, um, we talked about designing your vision. What would you love? Uh, getting curious about that. I think the next step as we get more into the science of how this works is clarifying then the feeling. Because yeah. the feeling is the, really the secret. And we've just been talking about that in the last 15 minutes of like how you know if like something is the right path for you. Like what emotions, what are the signals for you that you feel like you're aligned with your purpose? What emotions do you feel? Like, is yeah. it feeling fulfilled? Is it feeling happy? Is it feeling joyful? Feeling love? Like, feeling they're, excited. They're, yeah. Exactly. There are general ones, like the ones I mentioned that many of us, it's kind of normal for that to feel like we're on purpose mm -hmm. then, but there might be unique ones for you. So, journaling on the feelings. Yeah. There you go. Write down the, the feelings that show up for you when you're really in the, engaged with something that really feeds and fulfills you. I love that. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Not enough women are talking about money. Lisa Chastain is aiming to change that. If you are feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become more capable with your financial choices. Listen in and hear stories from other women on how they tackled their financial challenges. You will learn from leading industry experts all the tips, tricks, and advice that you need to establish financial confidence and freedom. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with the amazing and wonderful Kevin Carton on his recall interview, so we can go even deeper into the science 
of living your life purpose, your soul's purpose. So talk to us about some of the science, some of the tools, some of the structures and process we can use to scoop all this stuff into a pile and have it make some sense. Absolutely. So I've mentioned right before the break, like the work that we, the, the journaling exercise we gave you listening is to start writing out the emotions. So our emotions are our conscious awareness of the vibration that we are in scientifically. Now this is proven. Everything is energy. Everything is yes. vibrating at a certain frequency. And we can look at the, the smallest building blocks of matter that most people are aware of or know protons, neutrons, and electrons that build That's up. Exactly atoms. where my mind went exactly. is it's, is they're literal vibrating waves of stuff. Yes. That's it. That's all it is. And now, I mean, quantum phys physics has proven that that what we now, what we have known in the past as what we thought of like these balls of matter that you can see as an atom that makes up all of our molecules, that makes up everything of our own body and our mind or our brain specifically, as well as anything else we see in the physical universe. All of that is just a different combination of electrons, protons, and neutrons. And up until, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 years ago, maybe a bit further, but a century ago, it was mostly thought of that these atoms are solid pieces of matter. Yes, now we in, know indivisible. Exactly. But now we know with our better microscopes that it's broken down even further into what is called string theory, which is mm -hmm. that these, there's literally just these dancing filaments of light that makes up everything we know in the known universe. So that's the microcosm and how everything's energy and vibrating. Again, our feelings are our conscious awareness of the vibration that we're in. And our body is a mass of all these trillions and trillions and trillions of atoms or molecules that form our being. And that is a, like a magnet. Also, I mean, heck, our heart is actually a, a magnetic field that we, it's created well, around yeah, ourselves. It, it operates on that exactly. electromagnetic principle. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we shift our vibration, when we change the way we feel most frequently, it's not about being perfect about this, but you will then start to attract to yourself the ways and means of which to fulfill or live your purpose more and more fully every day. And yeah. so it starts with the feeling and getting clarified on that. And I love that it's it's not like a moment to moment thing. It's like, oh my God, I felt bad for this hour or whatever. It's it's like a, a set point almost, your happiness yep. thermometer. And I, I just was reminded of the happiness thermometer because I went back and visited my mom for a week. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and our set points are very different now. <laughs> right. They didn't used to be. And it's always instructive for me, family. Family will definitely show you how far you've come and how far mm -hmm. you have left to go. And yeah, it's it's always instructive. I've, I definitely have a new set of work to do this week, having come out of that visit. And I'm I'm grateful for that on some level on sure. other levels it's like i hope i don't have to visit anytime soon mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know there there you are <laughs> right you're speaking to something that's so integral i think to the human experience at least in our current evolutionary process we're still in so not a lot of people are awake and yeah i don't i, I think it was um ram das who said this that if you think you're enlightened spend a weekend with your family yes <laughs> absolutely that will show you all the cracks <laughs> exactly yeah so I, I love the way you put it though it's like the gratitude for the opportunity to see where you can do more work or solidify your own energy more because ideally of course we want to be able to stay in a certain frequency or energy no matter what's going on around us yes. but that's no i don't think anyone in this world is perfect at that that's that's like in master level kind of stuff yes exactly, exactly. <laughs> ascended master work <laughs> right but you know, that's the beauty of it is that like when we face circumstances like that of like others who are not in a similar energy, there's also not in alignment with what we know is the feeling of our purpose, then that's the opportunity to then work on calibrating our energy and getting more skilled or practiced in that ability. Yeah. But the only way we actually develop an ability is that we have a challenge to overcome. Absolutely. And if you don't have any challenges in your life, you're not going anywhere, you're not growing anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about our emotions, tuning into our emotions. What else do we need to know to begin to identify our purpose, to be able to put it into a, a 
10 second elevator speech for somebody. Mm. Oh, that's challenging. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but so, you have to know what it is to eventually get to that point. So how do we start right. to move down that that road of of formulating and making our thoughts coherent around it? Yeah, I, I think the simple next step or like a tool you can use and you're so brilliant in this show to help and people in doing this is to write it down. Because it, this is also the science of it that when we write, when we think of something, it activates a certain part of our brain. It's there's many different parts it activates, but especially when we're just imagining or thinking like about our purpose or what we want to create is mostly the imaginative side of our brain, which is the right hemisphere. It's creative, mm -hmm. right? The left hemisphere is very logical or literal. And so when we put words to paper, when we write down our purpose or what we want to create, who we want to be, then that activates the left hemisphere, left hemisphere of the brain. And there's more brain coherence. So we literally have more power, more ability to start living that in our life. And so writing it down, Ooh, that's okay. next step. That, that is like the best explanation I've ever heard for why you need to write this down why you need to journal even if you feel like you're not like a writer kind of person yep this is this is a thing that i've been overcoming in my life is this feeling that i'm not a writer kind of person i don't mm. really enjoy the process i'm not big on doing things every day I'm, i like my freedom and flexibility but that is the best explanation i've heard for why you should do this and do it on a regular basis mm -hmm. yeah it creates more, it's also working with a principle of neuroplasticity that has been, that's also very, very recent. I know many people have heard that term, but I don't think as a species, we've really started to harness well, the power of that. Well, let's talk about what neuroplasticity is because there used to be this old paradigm that by the time you reached a certain age, you didn't grow any more nerve connections. You couldn't regenerate nerves. You couldn't, your, your nervous system was fixed. Yep. at a certain age, and I forget, 10, 12, something in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. um, but neuroplasticity is what they've more recently discovered, which is you can teach an old dog new tricks. You can learn new things as you get older in life, and you can relearn things that were destroyed say you have a stroke uh, in the year or so following that stroke super important to do the work of relearning because your brain will rewire to take um to to regain what was lost but it, it seems to have this window right it's like yep. i know i need to rebuild this within this year so it's very important to partake in your therapy as depressing as it is to have gone through this pull yourself up by your bootstraps, partake in your therapy, because you can learn to walk again, you can learn to speak again, you can, and in fact, through the power of raising your vibration and envisioning, you can assist your body in regrowing neurons that were severed or destroyed. That's really beautifully said. That's so that's neuroplasticity in yes. a nutshell. Yeah. And you bring it really, it's, it's an amazing example. That is also an extreme, of course, of like, you know, a trauma that's happened to the physical being. Yeah. But, and but if you forbid, can do that, if exactly. you can do that, you can rewire your subconscious to have a higher happiness set point than you currently have. Spot on. There you go. Yeah. Cause I wanted to bring that for a landing. <laughs> you know, many, there might be listeners who haven't experienced something as, you know, traumatic or challenging, but it, with this, the principle still stays the same is that we can transform the neural connections in our mind, which is literally how we generally live our life. It's a, said by psychologists that 90 to 95% of our thoughts are coming from the subconscious or yep. the current connections in our brain. And so, and they're automatically that. spontaneously generated. Yep, yep. exactly. Right. But we can take hold of that process by repetition of a new way of being that we want, which is why it's so powerful to write out what you would love. Like that's, that's starting to get more, I mean, we've been talking about the science, but that's like the, the down to nitty gritty. Like that's how the, you take the action to apply everything that Sophia and I have just been speaking about. Yeah. The writing it down is huge, 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 yes. huge. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that's real important, I feel, and you can tell me how you feel about this is partaking in some form of meditation, 
directed meditation or hypnosis because it's in that state that you talk directly to the subconscious mind. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, you're, I mean, it's interesting. We're getting into the conversation about the subconscious because <laughs> that's our powerhouse, but, um, our subconscious it's, uh, in our first seven years wide open, we absorb yeah. everything. It goes right into the subconscious. As we get older, we get more ability to reject or accept ideas. Mm -hmm. Then, and only then do we have the, this like guard at, in our mind to accept or reject an idea so that it doesn't go into the subconscious. Yeah. And that's why people will practice affirmations or they'll write their dream down. And like, they're not actually having a change in their life because it's like this block of like, ah, oh, I don't really believe it. So yeah. Or this can't agree. possibly have. Yeah, exactly. Right. And if you, if you work with your subconscious mind through meditation, through hypnosis, what it allows you to do is go back to those first seven years where you absorbed everything that was around you, your dysfunctional family of origin, all of the, the social, uh, what I want to say, rules, regulations, paradigms, um, gender roles, all of that stuff. It's all in there. And it went in completely unexamined and your subconscious will create stories of explanation and it will devise ways to quote unquote keep you safe yeah okay but it doesn't do it in a logical way and a lot of times it doesn't do it with a long-term view for your your health and well-being a lot of it is very short-term survival wiring and that's why you need to talk to your subconscious mind because there are things that get crosswired. Oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. That's why I agree hundred percent. It's very important to have, and some people actually might have a resistance or like fear even of hypnosis, but it's very powerful to get into the subconscious yeah. but at the very least meditation so that you could become the observer of your own thoughts and not yeah. attach to them, recognize when those paradigms or the limiting beliefs coming up, the subconscious patterns that are not in harmony with the life you want to create or the purpose you want to live. Yeah. And then you can more gently work with them because so often we've been programmed to have this negative or how do I put it? Uh, resistant relationship with our own thoughts or emotions. Like yeah. as if like those thoughts or emotions that are coming up that are uh, quote unquote low vibration or limiting as if they're bad. Or or wrong. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wrong that I should be angry that this exactly. guy cut me off. No, it's normal that you should be angry that that guy cut you off because he threatened your safety. He threatened the safety of those around. Um, yeah, it's, it's normal to be angry in response to that. It's a sign that he violated your boundaries. Now, what you do with it, that's the question. Do you live in the anger and do you get angry every time you get back in the car or do you take the message and allow that to go. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. You said some people are scared of hypnosis. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because there are so many myths out there about hypnosis. Yep. What has your experience been with hypnosis? <laughs> well, my first exploration into it. it was just a show that was done in my college oh my god <laughs> yeah in... all of the worst character <laughs> characterizations yeah. of hypnosis out there <laughs> exactly but it still showed the power of it but uh, you know it was an entertainment show versus times i've done hypnosis where i've gone deep in terms of meditation and someone guiding me through that it's been so revelatory for me of recognizing where certain patterns in my life now as an adult came from when i was a kid and just yeah. letting those go and seeing that it's like it's okay. It makes sense of why I've had that, but it's no longer serving the the person I am and the life I want to live moving forward. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier to say goodbye to those old patterns. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we're coming up on our second break already. And since you did such a beautiful job with the homework on the first break, what do you suggest uh, that our listeners do over this break? What are we doing with our pen and paper here, Kevin Garden? I would invite to so someone listening to start working with an affirmation to help create space to really allow yourself to create a new normal for your up-leveled, higher vibration, more in alignment with your purpose. Because like we were just talking about, the subconscious often is trying to protect us, keep us safe. A lot of times we don't feel like it's okay for us to feel better in our life, mm. which sounds so crazy because that's what we want deep down. Right. So an affirmation you can try out and writing out, even if it's just three, four times writing it out, it's okay 
for me to feel better and better in my life. And to do better and better in your life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it starts that. with the feeling though, you know? What, uh, what are some things we should know when we're trying to write an affirmation? Well, that it's you might have a part of your mind like like thinking like, oh, this is not me. Well, of course, that's why there's affirmation yeah. <laughs> to, change, to change the connections in your brain so that that becomes more of a normal of like, oh, yes, I, I am getting better and better. I am. It's okay for me to feel better and do better in my life. So you might have some resistance in your own mind, but if you'd love the results of actually having a more free-flowing, alive-making life, more aligned with your purpose, then this can, this can absolutely help. Yeah. I think the one thing that I would want to throw in on the affirmation front is your subconscious doesn't understand negation. Yes. So make sure you frame it positively as the thing you want, the thing you're moving towards, not the thing you're moving away from. So don't, don't write an affirmation that's, I am less shy every day. No. Exactly. That's that's not going to work. You need an affirmation that's the reverse of that, which is I'm more outgoing and sociable every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. So there's your assignment. Hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Small businesses are in trouble and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Kevin Carton, and we are discussing the science of living your soul's purpose. Now, before the break, we had written down some things that we're curious about. We've, we've been working with the science of it activating both the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. The fact that we can reprogram our spontaneous happiness level, for example. Um, what else do we do to really synthesize and, and make this thing much more concrete? Mm -hmm. for ourselves it's using the power of our imagination okay it starts there to do tell we've talked about i mean in last recording of this in living your or sorry uh the art of living your soul's purpose we talked about a vision a dream what you would love the science now is like we've just been talking about writing it down but now in a particular way so when we imagine when we activate our imagination faculty we dream of a life that is in the future. It's different than what it is right now. Right. You might feel like you're crazy. You might feel like, oh, this is ridiculous. Is this possible? Can I do this? But that actually doesn't matter when it comes to using your imagination because scientifically now it's been proven 
our mind cannot tell the difference between something vividly imagined and something in our physical reality. There's been dozens of studies that prove that when we think or visualize an idea, whether it's in our reality yet or not, then our brain's neurons light up as if it was exactly happening right now, which then creates a cascade of, of energy we call an emotion. And then we start living in a different way. Pro athletes use this all the time, especially right. golfers. It's the most most prominently used in golfing where they visualize themselves. The, the perfect swing. The, and, exactly. Yeah. And now, here, here's the thing I want to throw in there as a hip trained hypnotist. Um, that feeling, that intense imagination, this is the language of the subconscious mind you're speaking here, which is why it's really super important to do that. And I guess what I want to throw in there, I know we had you write an affirmation over the break. And a lot of times affirmations feel like they don't fit when you start. And you've got two things you can do with that affirmation that I'm aware of. Kevin might have additional ones. But one is to stand in front of the mirror, look yourself in the eye and go, every day in every way, I am more fill in the blank, whatever your thing was. Okay. And you feel like you're lying to yourself, but you keep doing it because if you do it six, seven hundred or a thousand times, eventually it kind of starts to sink in. But the other thing you can do with that is you can go into meditation and you can repeat it in the meditative state. And the beautiful thing about that state is the conscious mind sits off to the side and you're talking directly to your subconscious and you're telling your subconscious, this is how we are now. Change the programming. Mm -hmm. And it goes in so much faster. Absolutely. The, I was mentioning in the last, last section, the feeling is a secret. Yes. You get the feeling so much easier if it's just you are in that state, that more relaxed state, just allowing yourself to feel it more deeply. Yeah, exactly. And I guess one of the other things I would put out there just from my own practice is occasionally I get people who are like, well, I don't know what it is to feel different than I feel right now. You can borrow somebody else's feeling. There's always somebody in your life, in your world who exhibits that trait and you can act as if you are them. You can borrow that feeling state from them. It doesn't have to be yours to start with. How's that for a deal? That's great. <laughs> Never heard of that practice. Yeah, but I, it works really well, hmm. especially when you're stumped for, I well, I don't know what that experience would be like. You can borrow it from anybody in your world. You can even borrow it from people who are on TV, in books, films, movies, whatever the thing is. Sure. They don't even have to be in your personal acquaintance, although it's easier if they're in your personal acquaintance. <laughs> mm. So what do you suggest that we do with those affirmations, Kevin? Uh, I want to piggyback actually off of what you just shared, a practice I've done and heard and learned is similar. Instead of someone else, we actually go back into our memory. Mm. Especially, I mean, when we're talking about purpose, I think what we, when we were kids, it's very easy to know like why we're here, but, and a lot of it's just to express joy, have fun, uh, love our life and, and make others lives better. You know, and kids do that all the time, just from fun, like, you know, joy that they express. And it's like, you're under, especially if, if you actually love kids and like, you're not annoyed by kids generally, but it <laughs> <laughs> could be happening, but you know, kids, kids are such a light, you know? And so I think that the state that we want to create, especially with certain affirmations, it is most likely in our past. Maybe not, mm. but it could be in your past and you can recall that Yeah, if you can. So that's, that's a great way of practicing that. But. Well, and going back to the meditative state, your subconscious remembers everything. Yes. I know there are plenty of you sitting out there going, I remember nothing from my childhood or these three specific memories. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, I discover this with people all the time who tell me, well, I don't remember anything from my childhood or just this mm -hmm. handful of things. And we'll go through a regression together. And sure enough, there's a whole memory bank of stuff back there yep. in the subconscious. So once you go into that meditative place, you can access that because your subconscious mind is not there telling you you don't remember anything. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's beautiful. Beautiful. So how else do we work with our, our writings now that we have 
been sold on the idea that yes, we do need to journal this stuff mm. to really get somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it goes right to the next point after imagination, like really activating our imagination, dreaming of what we would love. And it's helpful speaking of the subconscious to dream a few years out, because mm. if we only dream of like, what's my life going to be in six months or a year, generally we have an idea of what we've done in the last six months or the last year. So we might, uh, confine our imagination to what we think we can do versus what would I love? Yeah. So when you activate the imagination, it's a few years from now, it's all worked out. You're living a life you love. You're living your purpose. What's that like? Then you want to start writing that down and not just in affirmation form because affirmations are really great. And I think they're like, they're like literally like antidotes to a, <laughs> like a limiting belief or a challenge you might be facing. It's like very, very specific. Yeah. A specific repeating thought, for example. Yeah, exactly. So the, what I'm suggesting is that we write down our vision in its totality of what's life like when it's all worked out and writing it in the present tense. Cause the only place we can actually make a change is in this here and now moment. Right. It's quite literally the eternal now, because even three years down the line, if we have the gift of life, we've continued to live, it's going to be a present moment time of a now, and we will, or will not have the experience we want of living our purpose. That's up to us. However, the way we change it to actually start living our purpose more frequently is to have that present moment vision. It's yes. here and now. I am so happy and grateful now that, and we describe yeah. it in vivid detail. That starts to change our physiology in ways that we cannot even imagine. Yeah, that that is truly the secret is that present tense. Yes. Because the past is gone. We can't grab that. And the future never arrives. The future is always beyond our fingertips. And where we live our lives is now. And I know when I was in corporate, I tried to live a lot of my life up in my head with all these future plans and projections and all this kind of stuff, um, which is great. You need some of that in business, future plans, projections, blah, blah, blah. But you live your life every day right now in this now moment. And there can be a lot of noise and fear and static that comes with living out the future in your head. That's where all the worry exists. That's where all of the possible things that could go wrong and threats exist is in that future time. And 98% of those will never materialize. And even the ones that do won't be nearly as bad as you believe they would be. Mm -hmm. So there, there's some real magic to really owning the present moment as where you live and where you exist because none of that stuff is happening right now mm -hmm. love the word you just used because it really is magic I, and I quite literally mean the actual definition of magic when you start living in this way yeah of the present tense but not just because i think there's um there's a balance here or the, uh, I call it an empath. It's the, the little M is signifying mm -hmm. is a middle path. It's not one or the other. It's a combination of both. It's like the yin and the yang. So it's both is that yes, you want the future idea of what would you love? Like, what are you creating? Yeah. But not having it out in the future, like you said, it's like having it is like, oh yeah, I will eventually, but bring it I, into this I present am moment. Right now. I am right now on the path for exactly. this. I am acquiring this in my life. I am every day closer to this outcome. Yeah. Well, I would even say, yes, like that's acknowledging progress, of course, yeah. in the moment, but the work, the real activating of the science of this is claiming it. I am this. I now. am this right now. I am. Exactly. I have it. I'm loving my life. I'm experiencing this. And then from that state, because again, our mind cannot tell the difference between something vividly imagined, right. something in our physical reality. We change the neural connections in our brain. We create a different energy that we call an emotion. And then when we live our life from that emotion, yeah, all things start to occur that we cannot make happen because we're now communicating and even communing with this infinite source that we call life. You can call it God, you can call it spirit, yeah. but it's this emission of true purpose. Purpose, now. which becomes power, which creates things as opposed to force, which breaks all kinds of shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you start to work with life in that way, not trying yeah. to force something like you said. And the beauty and that, that's why I love that word you used. It's magic because we're not alone in this. Yeah. The, the reason we're here 
we incarnated into this human experience to make a difference in the world. And we're not meant to do it on our own, just as we cannot grow an ear of corn on our own. Mm-hmm. We have to pick the right seed. We have to plant it. We have to give it the water, the right environment. We've got a partner with Mama Earth. But, yes. Yeah, exactly. We can't, we're not the creative energy that, for, that grows that ear of corn. Exactly. It's the same thing with purpose. I love that. That is incredible. I'm going to sit with that for a second because it is, it's all partnership with the universe. And I love becoming as like this intermediate step between I can't and I am. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it can be very challenging to go from this mindset of, well, you can't and you're little and you're separate and you're all of these things. Becoming allows that pivot point. Mm -hmm. That intermediate step between I can't and I am. Mm -hmm. A different way of living life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your final words of wisdom? You've got 20 seconds. Mm. God is. Ooh. I can end it there, but to (laughs) add more context, we got to this point. I wish we had more time to share, but God is. We don't have to do this alone. And that our purpose is actually coming from life itself, wanting more life. And so spirit, God, source, the infinite, whatever label you love, it's here. It's it's what's pressing upon your heart to, to actually live this purpose. And so to tune in and connect more, then build that relationship. Things happen even more easily. I'm going to take that one step farther. God not just is, God is everything. And once you have that relationship with spirit, source, God, divine, whatever you want to call that energy, and you identify it within yourself, and you connect with that all as one, the limits all come down. And the beautiful thing is your ego goes away too. It's a lovely space to be in. So there's something to aspire to. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today, Kevin. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to join us today. Thank you to you. And I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a quick email to askzofia at transformationspace.co. That's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 